Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. Uh, Good evening to each and every one, and we just praise God for another evening. We have an opportunity to to share uh, some insight on the origin of mankind not from the Eurocentric perspective, but from a world perspective, what the world knows about the origin of man. And most Europeans know the true origin of man. They have just whitewashed everything and made everyone white. If one would study history, every picture that you see in books Unless it's a picture that's derogatory, they would have them to be black. But if they're anything on discoveries or, or, or modern like civilization, they always have some Caucasian. And that is not true. From biblical times until the beginning of mankind, mankind was never Caucasian, albino type of individual. Uh, so uh, we're going to start today on just some current events. As we are going through right now, we're going through the COVID-19 virus, but the mutation of it is called uh, the Delta uh, virus variant. And it's more contagious than the original COVID-19. We need to, if we want to get things back to normal, we need to come together as a people and start agreeing on something. If we're not going to get the shot, we need to keep our masks on and watch who we go around and just really be around a certain individual because the ones that's mainly in the hospital now, uh, they're a younger generation from 12 up to uh up to about 40 something is, is the majority of the people. The children hospitals, are, I live in Louisiana and in New Orleans and in Baton Rouge, the two largest cities. They're just about packed with, 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 with adolescents. And um, there are a lot of, the hospitals are not totally packed yet because there are some large hospitals here. But they, they're getting to be where as they're being uh, uh, overrun and inundated with, with sick folk. And if we could avoid it and avoid from passing it, and so many friends I've lost and so many parents have lost loved ones and wives have lost their husbands and grandparents and children have been lost and it's time that we want to go to football games. We want to go to the basketball game. We want to go to concerts. If we want to go there, we need to start doing the things that would allow us to be able to go to these concerts, these, the things that would allow us to be able to, 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 to do what we need to, uh, to, to attend these, these things and uh, these events. I know we uh, have the jazz festival in New Orleans, and it brings a lot of uh, revenue into the state and to the city of New Orleans. And we have a lot of events that come through the Superdome. We call it the Superdome. 
and a lot of these people come to the capital city um, for a whole lot of events and to uh, LSU football. And so it, 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 if we want to do it, and, and I'm, I'm not just talking about Louisiana, I'm talking about all over the United States, they're fighting against it. And, and also we have this where we're going now with, uh, uh, we're going now with, uh, we're trying to infrastructure bill, trying to pass an infrastructure bill that will modernize transportation and uh, the interstates were a bill that we have. The interstate system really came up really about in the 50s, I think in 52. Uh, they really need, it's depleted. And if you do the, do the, do the years, you're talking about uh, when you're looking at, say, 1952, which you fought it, 68 years, running on 69 years, uh, right at 69 years. So it's time that it be updated and transformed to something that we could get around in and get rid of some of the traffic jam, alleviate some of the traffic things and modernize our transportation. So those are things that's happening right now. And uh, we also have uh, media uh, with Fox and others who are lying about the vaccine and and we we need to watch that they're telling people not to get the vaccine and uh the the truth is uh they're being misguided by uh our former president 45 who was advising people not to do it and if you ever pay close attention to it the majority of the states that's really preaching that and fighting against it are red states they're republican states doing just with uh I call I call did this uh, I call President our ex former well I call him a demagogue uh, President uh, ex former President Donald Trump but I just wanted to, to inform you to look for certain things and I pray that the infrastructure bill and the other part that they add to it that's going to take it close to four trillion dollars. Uh, if you invest in the, in, 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 the, in the country, the workers that work is going to invest the money back into the country. If you pay to pay this and you have to pay the workers to build this, the workers are going to spend the money buying groceries, cars, and all the things, the necessities that they need. So the money is going to be invested back into the country. So it's, it's, it's important that we learn these things that, What's going to happen with the money that's going to that we're investing in? It's going to be an investment that that's going to be very beneficial to the needs of the people of the United States of America. So it's a win-win situation, and I, I want to be just just not. I don't want to just talk about uh, the Republicans and beat them down, but I want to be just truthful to you about the situation dealing with this. And I, I will go on and I will take us back to the beginning of time right after I, I make this statement. When the Republicans, uh, when the Democrats are in office, the Republicans vote against everything, whether it's good for the country, they vote against it. The Democrats and vice versa, the Democrats do it for the Republicans. But we just finished having a, a, a Republican president that was a sellout for money all he everything was about his family his 
not his family, but himself being wealthy. And he, uh, I look at him as being uh, a wimpy coward who can't do anything tough, but he has money and try to utilize that to make himself to be tough. Uh, the Democrats, so if the Democrats vote against something that Republicans are trying to do good for the country, then the people suffer. If the Republicans vote against what's good for the uh, for the country, what the Democrats vote for, then the country loses. So uh, the politics that's being played right now is that uh, the Democrats have some good things on the table, but the Republicans are going to vote against it because if they allow the things to transpire to come about that the Democrats are putting forth, then the Democrats will stay in office. So they try to make them a failure, as they said about President Barack Obama. They wanted to make sure that he was a one-term president. So they voted against just about everything he put forth. Um, so it, it, it's something that we, we have to pay close attention to and adhere to, and here to what they're doing. Um, they're trying to take away voting rights and things like that. Uh, we don't pay close attention as a people. I often say it to my congregation. We are so busy uh, listening at, and there's nothing wrong with listening at music, as long as the music is not uh, that enlisted music, uh, uh, perverted music, and things like that. I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Because David and, and they play different type music and they dance. But we are so caught up on uh, concerts, picnics, and no one is concentrating on what's transpiring to a race of people who just uh, got their civil rights in 64, but it, it, they didn't really. Uh, activated, I would say activated until 74. With someone that you're looking at that's, uh, what you say, 47 years, and they think that we should catch up with them, and they still have uh, systemic racism. So uh, we need to still be fighting for our equal rights, but we're too busy killing one another and doing things like that. It's things that we need to really, really come together. And we need to watch the news. We really need to watch the news and find out exactly what's going on. And just find out what's going on in life and uh, every day. And we need to stand up as a people and fight. We need to stand up as a people and do what it takes to continue to advance. Look like we've become lackadaisical and our struggle for our civil rights. And we haven't made it there. The Apostle Paul said, not that I've apprehended, but I've pressed toward the mark. So we haven't apprehended. We, we are the press toward the mark. And when they say we are the press toward the mark, we are to continue to push forward. We are to strive and we are to do the things that's necessary to get to the goals that we're, that we're with. And I, 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 want, I want to leave you with this. Because uh, I don't believe in rioting, looting, and burning. But I, I, I heard 
Um, one of our great civil rights leaders, John Lewis, made a statement when he was confronted with when uh, when the, the young man George was killed. George Floyd was 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 brutally killed by the police with his knee on his neck, and the people rioted and they looted and they burned. And the white uh, news commentator. Uh, Asked John Lewis, did he believe in rioting? And John Lewis uh, immediately answered him and told him, no, he don't believe in rioting, that he was a, 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 out the mode of Martin Luther King, you know, peaceful demonstration. But then he went on and he said he don't believe in rioting, he don't believe in the burning and the looting and, and any killing or anything, but he believed in peaceful protest. Now, I, I, w- I would have you to understand that when he said that, it was very, very important what he said. He don't believe in that. But the end of the statement when he said he don't believe in the looting, the burning, and the rioting, he said, but if there were no racial injustice, there would be no looting, there would be no rioting. And when he said that, that was one of the most profound statements that I had ever heard made that to, to myself that I had been made was because it's true, because you never, black, black folk don't riot unless you kill a black person. And the reason they riot is because blacks have been killed for centuries and nothing have ever been done about it. So to get the attention of the government and of other races, that's what, we other people have a tendency to do. And it's true. If it wasn't no racial injustice, it wasn't murdering us, and we wasn't fighting for civil rights for hundreds of years just to be treated human. So we do things that, that, that but you've never heard of the riots going on when, uh, until those times happen, until those things happen. So it's hard for whites to say things when they don't under, they will never understand what you mean. Well, you can't get anything done that way. Well, we've been trying to get certain things done for 157 years and nothing, you still haven't given us rights, which you could have done it and at, a, at a stroke of a pen. And uh, any godly person or person with any uh, values or morals of life and respect for human life and know that God created every man and woman. But what they won't tell you is that they came from you. When I say came from you, they are no more than a faded black person, and they know it. Okay? They don't want you to know who you are because they came from you. They're no more than a, just like the uh, uh, the Delta variant of covid COVID-19, they have a Delta variant that spun off of it. They spun off of black folk. And the only reason that, that we ride and do these things is because of we're being mistreated. And they, they said that they tell us that it takes time. Well, my thing is, hell, for 157 years, that's a long time just to say that you're human and I'm gonna tr- I will treat you uh, as, as like a human and give you all the rights that every other human have. 
it don't take a hundred and fifty seven years for someone to do that. So so let let's get let's get rid of those lies that been given to us and our children need we need to teach our children it's time that we stand up. But anyway, uh I pray that we have some listeners that's listening in because I'm gonna take us back millions of years to Africa and I wanna say this. Whenever the anthropologists and anthropology anthros is called man or humankind. But the study anthropology is the study of man. Where did man come from? And when they look for the oldest fossils to find out where man came from, they don't go to Europe, they don't go to China, they don't go to Russia, they don't go to India. Everyone goes to Africa and they say that everybody came from Africa. Now, if you came from Africa, you know how you look. Now, in 1974, they had these two scientists who were looking for different type rocks and artifacts who were Don Johansson and Tom Gray. And they came upon a partial fossil of a skeletal found in Ethiopia. And that was in 1974. And when they found it, it was of a female. And they called this female male Lucy. And they called Lucy the Australopithecus. Aphrocinus. This fossil skeleton. But what's so ironic about this and important about this skeletal remain, it dated back to 3.18 million years. You hear what I'm saying? 3.18 million years. Millions of years ago, people lived on the African continent. And, 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 and that's not the only fossils that they found. Now you have... Uh, Lewis and Mary Douglas leaked their husband and wife team. They were British paleontologists, and they were they discovered the first fossil, what they call a pro proconsul, and that that's the skull of a of an ape. That really the ape is extinct right now. And some wanted to say, I don't believe in this though, but they said he's ancestral to the human. Uh, when uh, Mary Douglas Leakey discovered the robot bus, what they call Zenzanthropus. See, Zenzanthropy means East Africa. This robust Zenzanthropus skull, they found it in the O.D. Gorge in Tanzania in East Africa. Professor Leakey found this fossil and several other archaeological and anthropological discoveries that were made. He found fossils of ancestors of apes, and he even found them in the O.D. guards of humans while they were excavating in the O.D. guards in 1960. It's, imp- it's important that we understand that the, the, the Zenzanthropus, uh, they're dealing with Zenzanthropy, that go back to over 2 million years. All this is from Africa. And if you look it up, you can look the names up. Look up the word 
Lucy, the Australopithecus. That's A-U-S-T-R-A-L-O-P-I-T-E-C-U-S, Australopithecus. And Zenzantropy, uh, Zenzantropus, is Z-I-N-J-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-U-S, Zenzantropus. And that was found in O.D. Gorge, but this other one was found at Lucy. That was found, and the names of Lucy because the Beatles had a record out in 1974 uh, called Lucy, and so they were one of the hit groups uh, from uh, Great Britain uh, during that time. Now, to even to to bring it even closer home to many of us who who really want to get into it, and you, you know, I guess you say, well. Dr. Kemp, you saying that we are the original human beings and we are, they're just a faded, uh, a faded black individual. Well, if if you would, you could take these this name down. If we trace back the DNA of our maternal inherited mitochondria within ourselves, now, that's uh, from our mother, our, our, the female side, our motherless side, that we inherited the mitochondria DNA that we have within the, in the cell. That all humans have a theoretical common answer to me. We have every living human being, every, I don't care, I don't really care whether you're from China or where, Russia. I don't care if you're uh, from Korea. Everybody have a common ancestor. I mean, we came from one female. Now, this female, or this woman, was known as mitochondria Eve. Mitochondria, and you can look this up, M-I-T-O-C-H-O-D-R-I-A, mitochondria Eve, E-V-E. And uh, what is stated that Eve lived between one to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. And so was, so now, what they want us to understand is Eve was not the first first human, but every other human lineage uh, eventually, the, on the female side, they didn't have offspring filling the past on the mitochondrial DNA as a result of all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to this black lady, what they call mitochondria Eve. Within her DNA now and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Since over 200,000 years ago, every living person on this earth, on the globe, carried this lady, this black lady's DNA. Different populations of humans have drifted apart, you know, genetically forming distinct ethnic groups we see today, but we all carry her mitochondrial DNA. I don't that's why I stated earlier, no matter if you're from India, China, Japan, Russia, whether you're from Australia, whether you're from Korea, uh, no matter where you're from, everybody carries her DNA. That's the motherly figure of all living people. 
mitochondria ease. And you can look these and these things that I'm saying, I wanna I wanna be specifically with this to you. The things that I'm saying is not coming from any controversial just like it's only black. No, it's not just coming from somebody saying black folk wrote that. No, just like I know that white folk have written my majority of books that we read, we read are lies that was perpetrated by Europeans because they did not invent nor discover most of the places that were here. People were already there, and so many inventions that we look at today. If you would trace the invention back to the Japanese, the Chinese, the Koreans, the people in India, the people in Africa, the African Americans, and the Native Americans, and you find out what inventions did, uh, what inventions did, did Caucasians or European invent? It would be a very few inventions that they're responsible for, and it would be a shame. It would be an embarrassing if someone wants to just look it up. Now, I want us to go in even further with this about uh, the African starting everything starting in Africa. Now, this man, I just finished telling you about mitochondria Eve, and that she's the mother of all everybody living, even to this day. To this day, we carry her genes, and she was a black female in Africa. Now, there's a man who died in 315 years before Christ, so you will we'll say roughly 2,400 years ago, in Southern Africa. They found out that he is the closest relative yet to the humanity common of the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that he was a fisherman by where he lived on the coast of southern Africa, but he was the closest genetic match to Eve. And uh, he was found in St. Helen Bay in South Africa by the archaeologist named Andrew Smith at the University of Cape Town. Now, it is important that we understand that Sub-Saharan Africa is noted as the cradle of humanity. And to have had the DNA sequences that tells us that that's where we're from, that, that they're there. Now, there are so many folks today Wondering and 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 and, and stipulating well, well, Doctor Kemp, you've been saying that everybody uh, came from Africa, but why we look so different? And and I'm going to talk to you about that, and I'm going to explain some things to you uh, pertaining to that 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 part of it. And then I'm I'm being a, a a pastor and and have my PhD in theology. I'm going to explain some things to you, even biblically, dealing with the concept what I'm speaking about, because some people say it don't line up with the Bible, which it do, do do line up with the Bible, and I will explain all of that to you. Uh, mankind was in Africa until about seventy thousand years ago. Mankind left out of Africa 70,000 years ago and called out of Africa. You can look this up. Out of Africa about 70,000 years ago. 
Modern humans established themselves in Africa. Smaller populations branched out to establish footholds in Asia. That's why they are dark. That's why the people in Asia are dark-skinned. Matter of fact, when American soldiers, some of the races, uh, American soldiers went over to Iraq and Kuwait and other places in the Middle East, and they called them the sad N-word, N-I-G-G-E-R. That's what the white soldiers call them, sad N-words. Now, now you could ask some of the soldiers that been over there, black, what they call the people, because uh, our military is full of racists. So it's important that, so now, after they went to Asia, about 40,000 years, first they went to Asia, about 70,000, but they end up spreading westward. First they spread east to Europe. And that's why people live in Europe today and even reaching west to the Americas. Now, it's important that we understand that when they went to Europe, they went through what you call a mutation. And when I I was speaking earlier about uh, COVID-19, I was talking about variants and things like that. But COVID-19 is to is to be like the black man. The variant, uh, the mutation of Delta variant of be like white is something that was spawned off of the original. White folk came off of black. And I'm going to explain this to you. If you ever get an opportunity, you look up the term, two terms, a mutation and a variant. And I'm about to explain everything to you. When the people left and went up in Europe, the climate was different, the diet was different, and things like that. They went in caves, they went in other places and lived. And by them being separated and not receiving the heat of the sun and things, they went in a different, they went through a mutation. Now, this is the definition of a mutation. A mutation is the change of structure of genes resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations. In other words, after hundreds of years, they started living in another area. They started in cold weather and things. They start, their they subsequent generation, it called, caused by an alteration of a single base unit of DNA or deletion. What, what deletion or single base they went through? Well, they don't have melanin. They are like albino. They do not have color. Color. Uh, Caucasian, uh, uh, Europeans don't have color. They don't have melanin. They don't have a, have any color to their themselves. They're not white. White, white. No, no, nothing is white. And you've never heard of heard of white dirt. They, the Bible says man was created from the dirt, dust of the earth, or the dirt. And there's no such thing as white dirt. So. Let us, let us even go further, and that just, just what you call, uh, the DNA. And we know that the deletion and insertion or rearrangement of a large section of genes, a mutation. Now, listen at this very closely what they have to say about a mutation. And this is how people turn white. 
A mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variation enters a species. The species of humanoids were black. The only way what you call them went through a mutation and a variant came and their skin color changed. Now, if you go to a black person and that person is very, very light-skinned and born, we call them albinos because they don't have melanin. Well, that's the same thing as a, as a Caucasian or a so-called white person because they were never called white until 1681, only in America. The people were called by the country in which they live. In Europe, even today, they don't call themselves white people. They're European. They're from France. They're, they're, they're French. They're from France. But only in America, they call themselves white folk, and that's a, a white supremacy thing that you above people because of your skin color. We need to learn more and more. Now, the, the term variant, now let, let's look at the term variant because what they went through, they're no more, uh, more than a variant of you. A variant is a form of a version of something that differs in some respect from the other form of the same thing or from a standard. The standard, what everything came from, was dark skin dark-skinned people. Well, well, uh, I don't understand that, that, that exactly what you mean, a variant and dark-skinned people. Well, then you would have to leave from anthropology, and then you would have to, when you leave from anthropology, it would be expedient that we would go into uh, genetics. And when you go into genetics, it would behoove you to study a white guy who's to call the father of genetics, his name is Gregor Mendel. Uh, Gregor Mendel. Mendel had three laws, but now we're going to talk about Gregor Mendel. Mendel inheritance involved the passing of, you know, he talks about the inheritance that involved the passing of discrete units of inheritance or genes from one parent to another. To offspring, Mendel found that that the pair had different color. He would he, he would plant different color seeds and see what color that the, the plants would come out. And the pea and these seeds were either dominant or they were recessive. Now now and when he did it, he found out that dark colors were dominant. Black or brown is dominant. Dark skin come from dominant genes. Brown eyes come from dominant genes. Light skin come from recessive genes. That's Caucasian. And now dominant means superior. You can look the definition of it up. Recessive means a lower form. Light skin come from recessive genes. Blue eyes come from recessive genes. See, and I want you to I want to listen at what I'm about to say very closely because you're gonna pick up something I'm about to tell you. You could get the recessive from the dominant, mean, meaning that you could get a white child from two blacks. The darkest people on the uh, uh, in the world come from a certain village in the Sudan. You could take two of the darkest people in the world. And they could have an albino child. But you can't take two white uh, Caucasians and have a black child. 
See, you can't get the dominant from the recessive, but you could get the recessive from the dominant. And all that tells you is things had to spun off from the dominant. That's how they know that people came from black, black skin. And because you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. And I, I'm, let, let me let me say that again. Dark brown skin or black skin is dominant genes. Brown eyes or black eyes is dominant genes. Light skin or, or white skin come from a recessive gene. Blue eyes come from recessive. You could look up the definition of recessive. This is by Gregor Mendel, and you could do that yourself. It's G-R-E-G-O-R, Gregor Mendel, M-E-N-D-E-L, Gregor Mendel. Uh, and he's noted as the father of genetics, okay? And Mendel had three laws, and the three laws that Mendel based his different findings on was this. The first law is the law of independent assortments. You could go and the people in China look like the people in China, look like look a different way, but they do have some melanin in their skin. That's your independent assortment, I meaning they're independently separated and went other places. Now, if I would call India, I would not be that much because most of the people in India are very dark-skinned, and they have Africans, the color of people in India, because African comes in all different complexions. Not, and that they, they've been like this. They have been this way long before the colonial people came and started interbreeding and things like that. So uh, then you have the law of dominance, and the law of dominance means Wherever the dominance, uh, whoever is the dominant person of dominance, whoever live in that area and dominate certain areas, that's who uh, the children are going to look like. If it's predominantly black or brown, if you go to India, the people are brown or they're black because they have Africans live in the southern part of India. And a whole lot of people in India are, uh, have to be hermetic people. Uh, also, if you go to other places all around the island, if you are straying all these places, you'll find out that these are Aboriginal people. South South America, Venezuela, you find out they the original people there were, were Aboriginal. And if even in America, if you look up, the Indian were copper like a penny. So there would be more people of color than anything else, not what we're used to seeing is the same thing we see with the Egyptians. Uh, you would think Egyptians were white folk because that's that's the lie that have been perpetrated by uh, by whites that that the Egyptians because of their technology and their advanced civilization that was so advanced to uh, against the Europeans and until they didn't want it to be known that. The same people that they had was had their servants that they could build something like that. Okay, then okay, that's dominance wherever a certain group of people live. And if you ever notice that in China, mainly just people from that that continent 
lived there, and they favor a, a lot. And um, same way with Japan. Now, America is a melting pot. <laughs> you go to uh, Europe, Europe is pretty much a little melting pot. But the other countries, you don't have that many many people of color like in Russia and other places. Okay, then you have the law of segregation. And that that's the law of segregation would also be tell about certain group of people who live in certain areas and are segregated away from others. You know, we went through segregation where people didn't mix. Um, independent assortment, you could see the difference. And when I, when I was talking about the freedom, you'd see the difference in a person um, from that lived in the Middle East. And the people want to call it Europe. Euro-Asia now because the people are lighter than they originally were when they first came out of Africa. But they're darker. They have melanin, so they're much darker than any Caucasian. Then you have the law of segregation by Gregor Mendel. And all that is is, you know, when we went in America, when they went to segregation, was that uh, whites didn't associate with us, with blacks, you went to separate schools, separate restrooms, separate water fountains. All this stuff was called, called segregation. So if you segregate different races, they don't have involvement with one another. And so they're going to look alike. They're going to come out that way, and that's how you get European. But I want you to understand this. Uh if you didn't know this, if you look up the population of so-called white folk or Europeans, they only make up about 850 million. That's less than 11% of the world population uh, are Caucasian, meaning people are, that they call themselves white. The rest of the world is people of color. So just if there's a very few people, if you count the seven, seven billion, Seven billion people that's on the earth today, they only make up 11%, a very small portion. You have uh, you have uh, about two, 2.3 uh, billion uh, Africans today, so many more. But you're looking at a violent group of people who every, wherever they go, they, they rob, they go and kill, and they destroy now I told you that 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 everything started in Africa, and you know I um, I like again I my my um my degrees are in theology and sociology. Well, uh, dealing with uh, theology, when we when you study the Bible, they say that the Bible talked about, and most people think that the garden was in in um in in Asia Minor. Uh, because they, they talk about the Euphrates River. But they said that the garden was a place which started off, it had one river that turned to four river heads. And the first was the Gion. Now, if you look up through the Greeks and the others, what the Gion is, the Gion is the Nile River. And the next river was the Pishon River. And it is the Nile. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile River. If you look it up, that's what they talk when they're talking about the Garden of Eden. 
All you have to do is research it. And if you do even more research, this said that the Guyan River, it encompassed the land of Havilah, which is Cush, where there's Beldonium and Oxy. That That's Ethiopia. All you have to do to land up the word Cush means burnt face, it means Ethiopia. That's Africa. And then they said the other one, which is the Pashar, it, it, it encompassed the land of Deja Budi or Somaliland, which is Somalia. Both of those are countries in Africa. Now, now, if you go back and you read your Bible, you'll find in Genesis 2, the flood didn't happen until about Genesis 8 or 9, when, when Noah and the flood happened. So all the land there, two to one, was together. Some, some people say to talk about the Ice Age and things and the meltdown, and that's how the Grand Canyon and other places came about. But uh, biblically, we say about the Great Deluge. Uh, and so now you find out that the, the Guyon and the Pishon River is in Africa. And I began, when I, when I was getting my master's in theology, I wrote my, 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 my thesis was about blacks in the Bible, and I wanted to have something to talk about. And I did the research. And when I began to do my research, I looked about the rivers, and I'm studying about these rivers, and they said the next two rivers, not just named Guyon Pashon, they said the Hedekia and, uh, and the Euphrates River. Now, the Euphrates River still runs in the rock right now, and it runs north and south. But now they said the Hedekia runs east and west, but now the, and they try to say today that the Tigris River is the Hedekia River, but the, it runs, uh, the don't run, they say the Bible say the Hedekia ran east and west. Now, so that could not be it because it's not, because it, it runs parallel with the Euphrates. But now as I, I did my research, I found out that there is another river that come out from the Nile River, which is called a Bantu River, and it runs east and west. That would be three, and if the land masses was hooked together and the uh, Euphrates was hooked there and uh, those land masses were together, then you have the God. And then I just, just, just thinking together, if the Garden of Eden here, every type insect and every type of animal, it had to be a very, very large place space for them to live. It couldn't be just in that little area of uh, Asia Minor. And then I, I begin to think about things, and as I begin to think about those things, I, 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 I started, I got very, very uh, thing, and I started thinking about it, and I thought about it, and I, I wanted to find out about Noah had three sons. It was eight individuals that were saved during the Great Flood, and they had to multiply on this earth. Well, when Noah had the three sons, he had Shem, Japheth, and Ham, Ham being the youngest son. So this is Ham is the father of the dark race, of the African or the dark race. 
So I, I looked in the Bible dictionary, in Zondervan uh, Bible dictionary, definition of Ham when I looked it up. And it said that Ham is the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, and is one of the eight persons who lived through the flood. And he became the progenitor of the dark race. And then it talks about he's the progenitor of the Ethiopians, the Egyptians. Now, the, now this is white folks. They tell you that he's the progenitor of the Egyptians, but yet they try to make the Egyptians look white. And they say the dark race. Okay. The Libyans and the Canaanites and in, in, in Canaan. But now this is the important part I want to tell you. This said that Ham is not the progenitor of the Negroes. Ham is not the progenitor of the Negroes. They still call blacks Negroes to this day. And if he is not the progenitor of the Negroes, and Japheth is that of whites, then the only other person that they, they could be referring to as Negro were the Hebrews. And then I wanted to find out something about the Hebrews. And when I started looking about and studying about that dealing about Hebrews, I learned a lot of information pertaining to that. Because when I learned, I learned that the people that came from if you came, excuse me, I learned that the people that came from where Abraham came from, right after right after the flood, which is Ur the Chaldees of Mesopotamia, I found out that these people that came from there were called the Sumerans, and they were Semitic people. And they say that they were chocolate color with stoop noses. You know what color chocolate is. If, if, if they tell you that the people are chocolate with stoop noses, these are your Hebrews with stoop noses. Stoop nose mean that it's stout, mean it means a thick nose. But yet they portray the Israelites as being whites. Whites did not live in that part of the country. So it's important that we that we that we understand that even in the biblical times, all the way throughout your Bible, the children of Israel. And I want you, if you get opportunity, to read this. Japheth left out of the Bible, read it around Genesis 11 chapter, at the Tower of Babylon, and he moved up in Europe. That's where the Caucasians are. He moved up in Europe not to come back nowhere in the Bible for over 2,000-something years. And other white folk leave out the Bible, and there's nothing heard about them until they came back over to try to conquer the Holy Land. That's when Alexander the Great came to Greeks, about 280-something years before Christ, and then 100-something years before Christ came to Romans. So when Christ was on earth, they were in bondage to the Romans. So it's imperative that we understand just what I'm saying. And it's imperative that we understand too that the true is the true Hebrews were, were black people. And this is nothing I'm making up because I could give you some names right now to just look over. 
All you have to do is look up what you call a Lemba people, L-E-M-B-A, and you're going to find out that there's in Zimbabwe in Africa, they ran out during the fall of the temple in A.D. 70, and they've been in Africa ever since. They are very dark-skinned people. I'm talking about you say that they're African, but those fake Israelites or Jews, whatever they call themselves over there, are not uh, not the real uh, uh, Hebrew Israelites or the, or, the, or the Israelites. Now, they call the Limba people. And when Duke University took their DNA test, you can look it up when you find them about their DNA test, proved that they were the tribe of Levi. That means that that was Moses' group. That was Moses' family. Now, there's another group that there's some of them in the Holy Land right now. They call them Beta Israel. They call them Phalasia, F-A-L-A-S-H-A, Phalasia, which means stranger, exile. That's what the Ethiopians, they call them Phalasia. They mean that they are strangers. They are black Ethiopians, but, but they, they, Israel did send for them to, to bring them back in the Holy Land, but they did that only to get to try to get the Ark of the Covenant because if you look this up, you about find that they say that the, it's been said in tradition has they said that the Ark of the Covenant is in asking is in asking Ethiopia. Now, even uh, one of the great presidents, uh, uh, kings of. Uh, of Ethiopia, Haile Selassie, he called himself the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Even Anwar Sadat, the president of Egypt, called himself the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So he was direct descendant of Jesus. I mean David. And each one of them are black. But what we do, we let somebody else in. I'm going to show you something. I just, I just, I just told you that. I just told you that uh, I just told you that that the people were black, and I just showed you where the Garden of Eden was located at, and things like that. I just read to you that Ham is the progenitor of the dark race, the Ethiopians, the Egyptians, uh, the Libyans, and the Canaan in the land of Canaan. Now, if you will read Acts, the book of Acts the 21st chapter and the 28th verse, the people thought Paul was an Egyptian. They thought the apostle Paul, read that verse, they told Paul, they thought that the Romans told Paul that they thought he was the Egyptian that led 4,000 men out in the wilderness talking about fighting. Now, all you have to do is look those things up and find out. These things are written. We don't study it and we allow other people to tell us what does say the Lord instead of uh, reading the Bible for themselves? And now I want you, when you get a chance, to find out what the Khazars and the Eskenazi, the Eskenazi is Ru- Russian, Russian, talking about they're Russian Jews, talking about white. Are you not white? There's no such thing as no white Jews. Come on. They're just giving some people a homeland. That's all that is. Now they have some people, slaves that came over called Ebos or Igbos. Uh, they they have laid claim to be uh, also uh, tribe. Now we know that through through biblical context that 
Ethiopian is is, uh, is the tribe of Dan and also the tribe of Judah, and the Ebos are also they say are Gad and Judah. We know that the Limba people is uh, the Levitical tribe. So all these things that that we're that we're talking about, these are facts. This is facts. This is things that were written down. Uh, from many, many years, this things are, and these are by written down by white folks. This is not something that Reverend Kemp making all this stuff up. Doctor Kemp he making it up, but it's not. It's not so. Okay, it's not so. I'm not making. I am not making any of this up. You can look it up for yourself. Everything I said. That's why I spelled some names out for you because I want you to 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 how, how the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. Unto God that a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, also, <laughs> I want you to to look this up because we have been told that we, that blacks or Africans never travel uh, on sea. Then, now, before Europeans ever came to the Americas, ever was able to sail. The Egyptian were sailing. Ethiopian were sailing. The people in Africa were going overseas, going, I mean, crossing the Atlantic way back before the Europeans ever was able to do it. But when Europeans, they only write about themselves as though they were the only race of people or group of people that could do it. All you have to do is look up this term, O-L-M-E-C, Omic people, O-L-M-E-C. And you'll find Omic colossal heads are made of stone from 9 to 14 feet tall, large basalt boulders, and it tells you how tall they are. And and some of them have been over here in America 1,200 years before Christ. That's almost like the time of Moses some of them 400 years before Christ, some of them even 900 years, but they have them all over. It's a total of 17 of these big, big star boulder heads. And if you look at them, the nose is very, very broad, big lips, and they tell you who the people is. The Olmec people were a, a civilization of ancient Mesoamerica. Some are in Middle Mexico, Levanta, San Lorenzo, Veracruz, Tabasco, and they have so 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 many others in San Lorraine, and they also have some in the Indies Mountain in South America. But do we read to find out this? If you don't read, you'll never know uh, what, what all we've done and where all we've been. And I'm just going to say this, and I'm, I'm going to say a few more things, and I'm going to open it tonight for a question, uh, you know, a, a Q&A question and answer period. If you have an opportunity, I would implore you to just Google this, Gama Abdel Nasser. That's G-A-M-A-L, Gama Abdel, A-B-D-E-L, Abdel Nasser. 
N-A-S-S-E-R. His speech in 1952. He was the president of the Arab Republic of Egypt in 1952. His speech in 1952 to the national, to the world, and I want you to ask for you want his speech where he said, the Arab League refused to accept the Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. How can a man leave black and come back white? We refuse to accept them. And what they were saying that America in 1942, four years before he made this speech, had put white people in the Holy Land claiming that they were Jews. But the Egyptians know that they were no more than Hebrew-speaking Gentile, that they could speak Hebrew, but they were not the real, real Israelites. And he said that the Arab League would not accept them. How can a man leave black and come back white? In other words, how can a black man be turned white? How you, you, the, the real, the real uh, Israelites and, and Jews were black, but now you didn't put white people on this land. That's what the Egyptians told them in 1952. That's Gamma Abdel Nasser's speech in 1952. How can a man leave black and come back white? Just Google it. I Google it on my cell phone, and it'll pop right up to you, his speech, and he addressed the whole world with that. So I'm going to open it now for uh, tonight uh, for any Q&A that we might have. And um, also, if it's just some biblical question that you want to answer, I do my best to answer it uh, through uh, through time, I, I do my best to answer whatever you come up with. Thank you, and God bless you. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Kim. Thank you for a powerful show, wonderful knowledge and uh, empowerment. Uh, anyone that's on the line would like to talk to Dr. Kim, I'm going to open up the lines for you now, uh, 858-357-9137. The ones that are listening right now, uh, the line is open for you. God bless. Good evening, and welcome to the show. Uh, breaking Chains with History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kim. You're on the air. Don't be afraid or ashamed to talk. The line is open for you. The dumb, only dumb question is one not asked. Amen. Turn it back over to you. Amen. Well, I pray that it was something that I said within uh, this broadcast, radio broadcast, that gave you more knowledge and insight. And people that were called black or white, uh, that you got more insight about the true history of the world, not from white supremacists who've been lying for so many years and covering up the reality of the world, to make the world see that they started everything and it's not true. And their own scientists and anthropologists and, and others, even those uh, that have been paleontologists and all the rest of them, they've, they've found different artifacts or finding different animal bones and find finding uh, fossils of humans that dated way back. 
I noticed that that you know they want to talk about the Neanderthal man, and that that was when the man first started going through uh, that that with that variant uh, that uh, that mankind had to go through, uh, and it looked so much different and 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 things like that. An albino with a big head. That's what it looked like to me. Um, well, God bless each and every one who tuned in and. Again, I pray I said something I gave you because it, it's very important that we learn of ourselves because so many years all we've ever been taught was that uh, Christopher Columbus, everything have been white, taught to us in America through uh, uh, Christian education. They won't tell you the truth that the referendum of slavery, King James had uh, – Pope Nicholas the sixth decided the referendum for slavery, so uh the church, the Catholic Church had their part in slavery. So it's a lot of things that being hidden from us uh, you know, that we that we don't understand so far. But it's important that, that we learn to read and do research. It don't hurt me to sit down and pick a book up and do do research and I I was never a nerd but I've always been very inquisitive and analytical because I want to know why different things were uh, being done and why certain people were being treated certain ways, and especially me being uh, African-American or uh, 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 black or whatever we want to call ourselves. So I just thank you, and I ask God to bless each and every one who tuned in. And let us pray. Yes. Yes, before you pray, can yes, I ask sir. a question? Yes, I, I, yes, I got a question. From what you just said about uh, 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 King James and Pope Nicholas having this agreement and, and this, this treaty signed into effect, uh, with all of that being out there and that information, why isn't that type of information, Pastor, being taught to God's children on, on a consistent uh, uh, basis on, you know what I'm saying? Why why aren't we hearing that and being taught that and, and, and being taught the truth with, 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 with coming out of God's house from God's leadership of the church? Why why aren't we being taught that from, from, from the pulpit? And I'm not saying everybody nobody's doing it. I'm just saying why is it not something on a consistent basis so that we can learn our true identity? You know, I know that we need to study to show ourselves approved, but but don't don't we have a an assignment as as leadership and teachers to teach the people these things as well. Most a good many people never been really taught, and you know how can you teach if you've never been taught? It's like the blind leading the blind. You end up in the ditch. A lot of people don't know it uh, how that how that went, and they don't know about King James that uh, he he uh, he was divorced his wife to marry his sister and. He had the referendum for slavery. It's a lot of things. It's nothing holy about King James. Uh, different things in the Bible, he made it to be certain ways uh, to to okay slavery. And that's why uh, one night, can you hold on one second, one second. Everyone stand by. We're just letting the train pass by. Stand by. (laughs) 
You're listening to History Talk on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, That's uh, that's why with King James, a lot of things in there about slavery uh, was meant to say okay, and that's why so many uh, Caucasians today tell you the Bible speak about slavery, but yet they won't take you to read uh, Genesis, the 21st chapter, would tell you that any man that buy another man or sell another other man or kidnap another man should be put to death. And that even if you go to first, first Timothy, the first chapter in the 10th verse, it'll tell you it talks about homosexuality, immoralities, and different other sins. And then it says enslavers. They count that as a, a horrendous sin. And that the slavery that was used in uh, in biblical time was totally different. People sold themselves in the slave, but they tried to make everything okay because that's what they wanted. They were too lazy to work, so they had to get uh, people that could come take the heat and work in the South. And they sold people down there. King James was responsible for a lot of this, okay? He, he he played a very active role. And so a lot of things that they teach, uh, or whites have been teaching us about um, be submissive to your master. In other words, if you owe somebody a debt, you you you, you be submissive to them, but you are never to treat a servant harsh. The slavery that, that blacks went through, your back was cut wide open. They were raped. They were burnt. They were lynched toes cut off, you name it. The men were sodomized, and you would work sun up to sundown. Then you didn't eat the same thing the master ate. Abraham's servants ate everything he ate, and they were not slaves. They were, they called them servants from his own house, meaning they were like family. But but that's not what what, they, what when whites get it, they flip it around to make it okay what they've done. And we don't have, uh, uh, and I, I don't. I'm not down in any black pastor or anything because I've been pastoring for 27, going 28 years now. We caught up in so much entertainment, hooping and hollering and things like that. Until that part of it don't matter. Truth, the truth don't matter. It doesn't matter. Just like if you take most pastors, if you get to the book of Mark. And you get to Mark, the 16th chapter, starting at the ninth verse. The book of Mark didn't have an end where they talk about, they talk about, about these say shine, shall follow these that believe this shall drink poison and be bit by snakes and all this other stuff. That part wasn't, they, that wasn't even that. They just put some people, put it there about 400 years later. When they found the book of Mark, it ended abruptly. At Mark 16 and 9, if you go through, like I learned this from going, going, going to seminary, and but we make up stuff, and they put that stuff and add it. They say Mark have more than about two or three different in there. But unless you learn it, you don't know it. Unless you have someone that could teach it, you don't get it. And so we have been misled in a lot of different ways by our own people, by not trying to see, not trying to uh we we don't try to get a person with Bible knowledge to pastor us. 
We want to know if you can sing, dance, or holler louder. It's not about the quality of the information you're getting. It's how good that how good it sounds. You got uh, got what you call a doctrine of healing. Six hundred some, almost seven hundred thousand people have died. And the church is not talking about healing no more. Why, Pastor Kemp? Why are they not? Well, because they know they can't do it. They know that it's all up to God. And you can speak all you want to speak. But if it's not the will of God, it's not going to happen. Everything has been predestined for us. Everything is predestined. And that's that's what we have to understand. It's predestined. And 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 from that, we we have to understand. So I I think that it's a lot of stuff uh, that we don't uh, we don't understand. That we have books that we need to read by the miseducation of the Negro and Carter G. Woodson books and things. How we've been miseducated and told certain things that's not true. And then we're taught to read the books that these Europeans wrote that belittles us and don't teach us how to interpret scriptures. We don't know hermeneutics, how to interpret the scriptures. So we we, we say things that a scripture really don't say. But we, 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 well, we don't, we actually don't know it. And we don't have the leaders to teach us, and that's sad. So we have to believe whatever Mr. Bobo teach us, and we think that they're smarter than us. So therefore, whatever they say, we run to their church by the thousand. But they don't run to our churches by the thousand because you're not good enough. Bishop James had one of the largest churches in America, and my brother go there. He don't have a thousand white members. He might have 30,000 members, but he don't have a 1,000 white. Might have a, a hundred, a couple hundred, maybe. I don't know if you have a couple hundred. But I, gu- I guarantee you if if, if you go to uh, what his name is uh, in, in Houston, uh, the guy that, that, that used to play, uh, have his tape recording, the guy that's a motivator, the little white guy that's a motivator. Blacks are flocking his church, almost knock you down to get in the door. And he would tell you he don't know the Bible. He would just trust in that position because of his daddy. It's not that he have any anointing or anything on him. It's just that, you know, his father had to at a church. And he mm-hmm. came and the people accepted him. Lord, he and his wife, Bjorn, and uh, the Osteen. Uh, and the, uh, Joel Osteen, yeah. Very, very little Bible knowledge. Very little. But we have packed the churches. Just like here, we have some um, some pretty large Caucasian churches here. We have Jimmy Swagger. We have Bethany. We have Healing Place, and it's another one. And guess what? They have a lot of black members. And guess what? You have some, some educated blacks, and then you have some that hoop and holler and don't know what they're talking about, but 
you have some educated ones that could teach you the Bible and teach you how to how to do it. And um, but those are not the things that people want. We were, and that's a problem we have as as a race is that we want to be entertained. Church should be like a concert, and church is not a place of entertainment. Church has never been a place. Church is sacred. It's a place of worship. Amen. It's not a place of entertainment. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it's not about all the singing, but it's about that message, what that, that 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 minister, that pastor, whoever delivering the message is giving you, that's what we need to lay our our our, our minds on and wrap our minds around. And that person should come directly from Scripture. If 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 I, I I'm a pastor, but if I tell you what I say, what I I have to say is not worth a hill of beans if it's not coming from Scripture. Because see, I, Jesus is infallible. And the word of the word of God is infallible is to enter it. No 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 error no no error is enter it. No error. No falsehood, no fallacy. But me out the thing that I make up could be fallacies and it is it, not the word of God. So long as I preach the word of God and make it relevant to the day, to the struggles that we go through today, the then I'm doing God's work. And we have to do that. But people don't want to study. So many of us don't want to study. And and we need to do a lot of studying to uh, go before the people and uplift the people. Dr. King was a person that did a lot of studying. But as I said again, in, the, in our African-American church, we don't study. We just get up there with almost hoodoo. And that's why I ask uh, people, all they have to do is find out just how full we are to, uh, most of us are full we are to the left to the right with the prophets talking about prophets and, and all this and prophesying and all all you have to do is just read the book of Deuteronomy the 18th chapter and start at that, that 8th verse and they're going to give all forms of witchcraft and all kind of things and how to tell about a prophet and if you read that and underline each one if this is a necromancer if they say a soupsayer, you know, if there's a spirit of divination or whatever they call it, and look up the meaning, you're going to see so much of that in our churches today. But we, since we don't study, we call that like the Holy Spirit dealing with us. No, you, you're talking witchcraft. But if you're, you're, if you're not educated to that fact, and most of them are not, I have a lot of individuals I I graduated from seminary where they they didn't go to get the understanding. They could uh, take a test today and don't know that tomorrow, and they'll just get up and say anything. And that's what it's about. It's about singing uh, harmoniously with no Bible knowledge. If God could give you to sing well and then give you that knowledge and, and that wisdom from on high, that's a blessing. But if he give you that wisdom from on high, you're supposed to share it and never let anybody call you back from sharing the unadulterated true word of God. And it's incumbent upon us to do it, Doc. 
Thank you. Amen. And I hope I answered your question. Yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you for that, Pastor. Thank you very much. All right, before I let Pastor Perez out, don't forget to join us tomorrow night at uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's the P31 Ladies. Everybody join us and come in and help celebrate and uh, support our ladies, uh, our P31 Ladies coming on tomorrow to have a great discussion. So join us tomorrow. Uh, uh, got something, a treat tonight. I want to end the show differently tonight with a song uh, that was sent as a live song, but uh, we're going to play it at the, uh, at the Pastor Pray. We're going to play this song for you tonight. All right, Pastor. Thank you, sir. God bless. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Father, we come asking, Lord, that you would forgive us if we've sinned uh, in any form or fashion by omission or commission, that you would have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, we come asking, Lord, that you would look upon us, Lord, and that you would bless us, Lord, that you would look upon those who are grieving for the loss of their loved one through COVID, uh, through the Delta variant, uh, just those who are losing their loved ones, Lord, who are going through their time of bereavement. We ask that you would stand by them, Lord. Build them up where they're turning down, Lord. Strengthen us where we're weak. Lead and guide us, Lord, in the way that you would have us to go. And, Father, as we traverse and travel through this sin-sick world, we know you say you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Love, so we call on you, and we're standing on your holy word. We're standing knowing that you never leave us or forsake us. We're standing on your word that we're more than conquered through Christ who strengthened us. We're standing on your word that no weapon formed against us to prosper. We're standing, Lord, and leaning and trusting on you. Yeah. And, Lord, we pray, Lord, a special blessing, Lord, upon all those men and women that stand and speak in your word, Lord, Bless Pastor William, Lord, as he come on every night, holding up the bloodstained banner of the Lord, standing on the walls, walking around the walls of Jericho, bringing them down. Here it is, Lord. He's breaking chains. He's loosing us from devils and, and evil by the word of God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for blessing that you've given in the past, present, and in the future. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Continue crowning Pastor William here with wisdom and knowledge from on high and continue to give him that ability to be a leader, that he could reach out to the people and do the thing that he was talking about earlier, why we're not giving these messages out, why we're not feeding our people spiritual food and knowledge of the world today. Why are we not doing it? Why are we so far behind every other race? Lord, it's because of what we do. And, Lord, we know we can't blame anybody but ourselves because it's time that we do a self-check and self-improvement. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for our going out and our coming in, Lord. Continue to protect us from seen and unseen danger. Lord, make our homes of homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer, Lord. Lord, oh, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Your words say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So, Lord, we come praising you, saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We ask all these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus and for his sake, amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. Amen, amen. God bless everybody. 
We love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. Bask in his presence. Enjoy this, y'all.
Thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains. Being sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.